Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. And uh, we thank y'all for uh, allowing Anita and I to take our little trip. And uh, and we really had a good time, but we missed y'all. And I got to watch all of the services. Uh, thank God the technology and Jeremiah. Uh, got to watch them all uh, over there. And uh, you, you know, when you watch uh, the, the men of the church get up here and start to to talk and speak, and you learn a lot about how they feel about you. <laughs> and so I remember uh, one particular time, John and Johnny both made a remark as they were leaving singing that they couldn't hear y'all. They were so used to hearing me that <laughs> so I guess I'm a little loud sometimes. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, brother. <laughs> brother Sam, when he preached, he said, as long as I get through by 15 after 12, I'm within the limit. <laughs> so not only am I a little loud, but I'm a little long-winded. <laughs> but the one that really got me was, Randy was doing Wednesday night service, and he said, I sure was wanting to get to that talking mule. But he said, I know Brother Gary's going to do a real good job. <laughs> so anyway, it's nice to be mentioned, it's nice to be talked about, and it's nice that they do it openly so I can be able to hear it because that's the way it's supposed to be. But God bless you and thank you for being here uh, today and hope you'll be able to come back tonight. Uh, before we get started on our lesson, if you, uh, our message, if you would, go, you can go ahead and turn to the book of Acts chapter 5. I'm going to be reading from verses 17 through 25. But while you're finding that, I'm going to share something with you that uh, Anita and I got to see while we were in Hawaii. Uh, we, we were on Waikiki Beach, and they have a thing they call Church on the Beach. And that for the first time we've ever done that, we've been to it two, uh, two or three times. Uh, it was full for the first time. They had probably 50 chairs set out, and there were that many people there. Uh, worshiping the Lord together. And it's a beautiful setting since you're on the beach and the ocean is right there uh, beside you. But all the the beachgoers were out there with their umbrellas and bathing suits and they had speakers set up and behind uh, the little tent they got set up for the speakers to be under and the singers to be under, there's an American flag hanging there. And this man of Portuguese descent, it's a Hawaiian man, got up there at the uh, with, at that service and he took his Bible and he began to proclaim the King James Version of the Bible. Amen. He said it don't leave nothing out. It don't add to. It don't change a single word. It is the express inspired word of God. Amen. And he said that's what I think we ought to all use. And he said we're fixing to pledge allegiance to our flag of the United States of America. He said a lot of America leaves in God out of that pledge. Amen. He said, we're not doing that today. Amen. God is going to be in that pledge. Amen. He said, then we're going to sing our national anthem. <coughs> and we're going to do all those things because we praise God to live in a nation where we have the freedoms that we enjoy. Amen. Amen. And when he had everybody to stand for the national anthem or for the Pledge of Allegiance. I looked out on the beach and there were all of those servicemen who had served in our military. Some of them were really old. 
and they were out there. There were women out there. And when he asked us to stand, I looked out there and they began to stand on this beach, pulling their hats off, turning to the flag, hand on heart, and they pledged the allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Amen. I cried like a baby oh, seeing that. Y'all, our God is alive and well. Amen. And there are still Amen. some good people yes. in this world. That's right. That's right. Amen. And love this country Amen. and realize that we owe it all to God. Amen. So I hope we all understand that and realize when we look at the news, it's all bad, bad, gloom and doom and falling away and everything's falling apart. God is still in control. Amen. He's still God. As long as he's on his throne, what have we got to be afraid of? As long as he still reigns, we're good. Amen. Our part is to continue to follow him. Continue to love him. Continue to praise him. Continue to call on his name. Continue to worship our God and be a light and an example to the darkness that we know is out there. That's our part. We don't need to worry about changing the, the darkness into light. That's God's work. <coughs> our job is to be a light in the darkness. Amen. Amen. Amen? We're commanded, walk in the light as He is in the light. Amen. Let us be that light. Let us be His church. Let us be His people. Let us praise Jesus Christ, Amen. our God. Amen. Let's read the scripture. Acts chapter 5, verse 17 through 25. Then the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in common prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them in. <coughs> and look at what he says. Go, stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and talked. But the high priest came, and they that were with him, and called the council together, and all the sinners of the children of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, The prison truly found we shut with all safety, and the keeper standing before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. Now when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple. <coughs> okay. 
and teaching the people. Father, thank you for your glorious word. Thank you for being our God. Speak to us through this word as only you can do. And open our ears, open our minds, open our hearts to the truth of your word. And the realization that Jesus Christ is the only way. Amen. To heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. This is the title of this scripture, The Words of Life. We sing an old song entitled Wonderful Words of Life. And it's got a big meaning to us. And these disciples, when they were put into prison, and the angel released them, he gave them specific instructions as to what he wanted them to preach. He didn't tell them the words exactly. He knew they knew what the words were. He knew they had been with Jesus. He knew they had been taught by our Lord. He knew they had been filled with the Holy Ghost. He knew that the Holy Spirit was bringing the memories and the scriptures and everything they needed giving them the power and the miracles and all of that stuff that drew people to them. He already knew that. So he gave them a simple instruction. Go into the temple. Teach the people the word of life. And that's all they needed to hear. Y'all, we're faced in our nation today, in our churches today, where people don't want to hear the words of life. Amen. People would rather hear a watered down preaching, a make me feel good preaching. One that will say it's okay to sin. One that will say you can do whatever you want to. God understands. God still loves you. Well, he does. But don't make faith for one minute. You're not going to pay Amen. the price for the sin in your life. And what is the dirty shame of it all? There's one who has already paid the price for the sin in your life. One who has already shed his blood that we could have forgiveness of sins. And we do not need to leave use that for an excuse to sin all we want to. We need to use that as an excuse not to sin. But when we do confess that sin, and plead with Jesus to cover that sin in the blood and be clean and pure so we can be used by Him over and over. And Amen. over. That's what we need to do. But the world would rather not hear that. The world would rather say, we want to live in adultery. We want to fornicate. We want to be a homosexual. We want to be a transgender. It don't stop there. We want to lie. We want to cheat. We want to steal. We don't want to go to church. We want to get saved and do whatever we want to do and we'll just go to heaven anyway. That's what they want to hear about, amen? Y'all, we got a lot of pews in here empty. We got a lot of church members that evidently believe that cockamamie lie. Preach it, brother. We need to talk to them. We need to call them and say, where are you at? 
What you doing? Amen. I'll never forget one time. I heard uh, uh, Bob Lilly, great player for the Dallas Cowboys, and he had been with Tom Landry. He knew Tom Landry, and me and John got to go personally meet Bob Lilly. That was a big deal. Hey, it ain't nothing. No, we can get to meet Jesus Christ too one of these days. But I was impressed by that man. And he said about Tom Landry. He said that Tom Landry had got us all in the locker room and we were all new. And he said, I just knew he was just going to start preaching football, football, football. He said, boy, was I ever wrong about a man. <laughs> he said he had a whiteboard and he pulled out a pen. He didn't say a word and he wrote God in big letters. Then he wrote family right under that. And then he wrote football. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said, this is the order that I want you to live. I want you to live for God first, foremost. Then I want you to live for your family. And then we'll play football. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. What a man. Amen. Amen. That's the way we need to live our lives. God does not play second fiddle. He don't play, if I've got time, I'll go. He plays, you're going to put me first. You're going to put me foremost. You're going to seek me first. And he don't have it any other way. Amen. Amen. Hey, hey, that's scripture. That's his words, not my words. We serve him. If you want to go to heaven, you're going to go his way. You're not going to go your way or my way or some wishy-washy preacher that can tell you you can do anything and still go. It don't work that way. Amen. Amen. We don't change God to be like us. He changes us to be like Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. When He saves you, that is His purpose. To make you like His Son and take you to His Son where He is. Where you can be there too. So we got to live and learn. You want to know what kind of preaching they did in the book of Acts? Boy, old Peter. <laughs> Peter... Up until this point, the only one the Bible says that he's preaching. Now let me show you the watered-down version of what Peter preached the three times as he's preached at this moment. Amen? At this moment in time. He really told them everything was good. When he got saved, when he got filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit spoke through them through with different languages, and the Bible in the book of Acts gives a list of those languages they spoke in, by the way, and those people out in the street heard those languages, understood those words, and it brought their attention to those apostles. And he began, and Peter stood up and preached because they were wondering what was going on. And he preached from the prophet Joel. He told them that this was what was spoken of by the prophet Joel that in the last day I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. He got all of that done and then he went on to tell them and it shall come to pass that all people who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Boy, I like that. Amen. You know what? We've got so many different ways to get saved nowadays it's ridiculous. Why can't we keep it simple like he did? <coughs> Just come and let Jesus do his work. Amen. I don't need to tell you how to be saved. I need to tell you who can save you and what you need to do to come to him because I can't get you to heaven, but he can. He wants to hear from you. He don't want to hear from me. He sent me here to tell you that. Amen. You need to come to Jesus. You don't need to come shake my hand. You need to come bow down to him for him. Pour your heart out to him. Repent to him. And tell him, Lord, save my soul. And he will. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. That's what he's here for. Amen. And I'm here to tell you that's what Peter was telling them when he preached. That's the way he did. But look what else he says. In Acts chapter 2, verse 23, listen to what he says. He's talking to all these Jewish people out there. And look at what he says. He said, well, let me start in verse 22. You men of Israel, hear these words. Y'all hear that? He, the angel earlier told him, go preach the words of life. Go teach the words of life. He said, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you as you yourselves also know. Look at this. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and killed him. Well, that's some watered-down preaching. Amen, brother. Well, he watered it down for him, didn't he? He made it so, listen to me, so those people that were standing there going, uh-oh, could understand exactly what he wanted them to understand, what exactly the Holy Ghost was trying to tell them at that moment. You need to know, you have killed Jesus Christ. What sin is in your life? that's killing him now. Amen? Amen. Amen. You need to know. Because there's a way you come to Jesus. You come to Jesus in humility, but you come in repentance unto him. And if you don't think you've got a sin, <coughs> you don't get to come to him just to get to feel good. You come to him to repent, and then he'll make you feel good. Amen. 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 Whom God hath raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he would stay dead. Woo! Hallelujah. You don't think we ain't got something to share with people? Amen. That's what Peter told him. He said, because it was not possible that he should be holding of death. And he went, he went on and he preached many other words to them. And he also preached about David and what David talked about and that, uh, that they were looking for this great king and they knew he was going to sit on the throne of David. And so he began to tell them what the book of Psalms uh, said in chapter uh, uh, 16, uh, Psalm 16, 8 through 11, what David had said about the very Redeemer that was going to sit on his throne. Amen. And in verse 28, he says, He made known to me the ways of life. That's what David wrote. It was still about the ways of life. Even in the days of David, it was still about the ways of life and the words of life from God. And so we, we go a little further on. And Peter and John had gone to the temple. And, and when they got through these, this crowd, what I want to bring you to, he's still preaching on the day of Pentecost, the day they got saved. The Bible says in, in chapter 41 of chapter 2, or verse 41 of chapter 2, that that day, 3,000 souls Amen. to the church. Listen, it wasn't because of watered down feel good preaching either. It was about the truth. And the truth set those people free because they believed the truth and they received Jesus Christ because of that. Amen. And he told them before that, he said, they asked him, they said, what are we supposed to do? You know what the first words out of his mouth was? Repent. That's what we don't like today. We don't like repentance. We, they didn't like it then either. 
We don't like to admit we're wrong about something. That we're not living. We'd rather walk around and make people think, oh, we're good. I'm good. I'm good. And the whole time, something inside of us is killing us. This destroying us. This separating us from a holy God. And we want to put on this show for the world to see that we're good. Amen. Let me tell you what, you're not good. You're not good. Bridget, you might hide it from me. You might hide it from your family. You might hide it from the world. But you ain't had nothing from a holy God that sees everything inside of you, outside of you, in your brain, in your heart. He knows you. He sees you. Even when nobody else can, he's looking right at you. Amen. 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 You're not fooling him. Amen. Not fooling him one little bit. And it's by his design. This ain't my design. This is God's design. Repent. Repent. Jesus said, except you repent, you will all likewise perish. Amen. Sin separates. Sin destroys. Sin kills. And we got to get rid of that sin. Amen. The Bible says when we're saved, all past sin is forgiven. That only includes future sin, by the way. You got to come to Him. You still got to repent. You still got to call on His name. You still got to ask for forgiveness. You got to. If you don't, it don't get forgiven. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, they went on after this crowd response. 3,000 people got saved. Time went on. Boy, they did everything. Rocking and rolling. The church is growing. My goodness, the disciples are, the apostles are preaching in the name of Jesus and people are flocking to them like, like cubbies of quail and everything's going good. And they go into the temple one day and they encounter a lame man that was 40 years old that had been born that way. Everybody had ever had ever been to that temple, had seen that man. He sat out there and begged and he came when Peter and John came up to him, he looked at him like they was going to give him something. And you know how the story Peter that said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have to you, I will give you in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. And that Bible said that immediately strength came to that man's ankles and he sprang up and he ran beside them, jumping up and down and said, glory, 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 I can walk, I can walk. When's the last time you ever felt that way with Jesus? Amen. I would sit here and go, oh, yeah, I've heard this before. God, you know what? We need to get filled up. Amen. You know what we need? We need the Holy Ghost with fire. We need fire in our life because we need to burn for Jesus. We don't need to be a little flashlight. We don't need to be a little bitty lamp. We need to be a blaze of fire that the people see Jesus Christ all over us. Amen. That's what this world needs right now. <laughs> Are you willing to do that? Well, it's going to require something. Repentance. Amen. 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 And so, boy, when they, they got the people stirred up, there was thousands of people in that place. And every one of them come when they heard the commotion. And every one of them knew who this man was. Even the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees knew this man. They knew he couldn't walk. They knew him and he was born before Jesus ever was. And he couldn't walk. But here he is. Woo! 
Would you be? You think he'd walk around and say, well, I sure do thank old Jesus. <laughs> I tell you what, no. Bible says he was running beside him. He was jumping up and down. He was like, hey, my feet work. Hallelujah. You know what we need to do? We need to jump up and down because our hearts are filled with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We need some excitement. We need some enthusiasm. And we don't need it here in the building. We need it out there for the world to look at. Glory to God. And so, boy, I tell you what, they call him a big old stir. Amen. So Peter got to preach to these thousands that congregated around this man. He's still over jumping them down. He went to jail with them that night, by the way. Amen. Amen. And, and look at what Peter preached then. In uh, chapter 3, look at verse 13. He's looking and he's talking to these people that are gathered around trying to figure out what's going on. And Peter says, The God of Abraham and Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom you delivered up. And you denied him in the presence of Pilate. And Pilate was determined, determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One. Boy, that's some watered-down preaching, ain't it? Amen. That's some watered-down preaching, ain't it? You denied the Holy One just and desired a murderer to be granted to you in his place. Amen. Boy, he's watering it down for all good, ain't he? Yes, he is. Preach it, brother. Yeah. And then he added, and killed the Prince of Life whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. Now look in verse 19 of that same chapter, chapter 3. Look at what he tells these people again. Look at 19. Repent! Ye therefore. Amen. Repent and be converted that your sin may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. You notice it always involves repentance. It always resolves, involves humility before a holy God. That's all right. I'm going to get to my sermon here in just a minute. In chapter 4, when this all went on, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and all the priests, they couldn't handle it because these men were having great success. And why were they having great success? Because they were preaching truth. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's what our success is here. Amen. That's what I'm going to preach to you today. It's all about Him. Ain't about us. Ain't about the name on the church sign. It ain't about who's the pastor. It ain't about who sings. It ain't about the piano player. It ain't about the teachers. It ain't about the deacons. It's about Jesus Christ. Amen. He is the words of life. He is the giver of life. He is the giver of the abundant life. And He is the giver of eternal life. And you can't go without Him. And you've got to know Him first. And if you don't know Him first, you can't do none of the rest of it right. And listen, you've got to know Him first, then you've got to keep Him first. Amen? That's where we fall short today. We don't keep Him first. We go to church and we ain't got nothing else to do. It don't take much to keep us away. Come on, brother. Yep. 
Some people ain't been there so long, they don't know what's going on around here anymore. They, don't get, they come back and say, when did them people start coming to church all months ago? You know what? I left Smyrna in 2014 to come here. And I go to Smyrna right now and I don't know two-thirds of the people that sit on them pews right now. Amen. You know what the shame of it is? There are some people that never did leave Smyrna that if they went this Sunday, they wouldn't know two-thirds of the people Amen. that live there. That's a shame! Amen. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves to live for God that way. To treat His church that way. Amen. To treat His people that way. Amen. And then stand up and say, yeah, I'm saved. I got everything I need. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. Not till you put him first, you don't. Right. Amen? There's going to be a lot of people going to stand before Jesus Christ in the judgment. And they're going to swear by what they believe. He's going to say, oh, no, you don't know the words of life. You don't know what life in me is. You didn't live life in me. You live life for yourself and use me for an excuse to get here. It ain't working that way. Mm -mm -mm. So they had put them in jail. Amen. They was they was mad. They they went and told them. They didn't actually put them in jail. They scolded them. They threatened them. And they said, if you keep on preaching in the name of Jesus Christ, we're going to do something terrible to you guys. You hear that today, don't you? You know what? Our government don't even want us to be here right now. That's, That's right. it. Amen. Amen. Every time we have a holiday, we have a new rash. Every time we have a family reunion, everybody gets sick. Well, let's just quit all that. Let's just quit meeting. Hey, hallelujah. Let me tell you, you know what made me proud when I was watching that video? Amen. When y'all took BJ last Sunday morning? Listen to me. And everybody come up here and say, what did you do? You laid your hands on that boy. Amen. That's what the world don't want you to do. That's what Jesus tells you to do. Amen. And he did. And he got a good report. Amen. Hallelujah. He just sat back there right now. Amen. Big old grin on his face. He left there last Sunday crying. He came in this morning grinning. Why? Because the people of God laid hands on him. God heard. God heals. God gave him a report. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. God did it. We didn't do it. God did it. Amen. I wasn't even here. I love you, BJ. Amen. So they threatened them. And they told them, don't be preaching in that name no more. That's what the world telling us now. Right. Don't be doing that no more. It ain't good for everybody else. That's the only thing in the world left is good for everybody else. Amen. 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 The church is here for a reason. Amen. It's a big old ship. It's a ship of Zion. And it's sailing to glory. And we need to put everybody on it. And we can't. It won't sink. It ain't going down. Amen. Praise God. And the Holy Ghost is blowing those sails. That's the wind. Amen. And so they went back, boy. They listened to these people. 
And after they preached, they listened to the, he's Now he's preaching to the, the council that's threatening him. And look at verse 10 of chapter 4. Be it known unto you all, this is Peter preaching again, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, there's that water down preaching again, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, does this man stand before you whole? And that man said, oh, that's me, that's me, that's me. <laughs> you know what? I got saved when I was 23 years old. I ain't got over it yet. Praise God. Amen. If you think I'm going to sit here whole home, you're crazy. I'm praising my Lord Amen. because he saved my soul. And I'm going to heaven because he did that. And I'm happy every day. And I'm glad every day. I'm rejoicing every day. Amen. Because Jesus Amen. is in my soul. Amen. Amen. I don't have to read his word. I get to. Amen. I don't have to preach. I get to. Uh -huh. Amen. I don't have to go to church. I get to go to church. Amen. Hallelujah. <coughs> we got to get to salvation. Amen. A get to salvation. And he preached to them. And he told them, and then he said in verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. He's talking to people who killed Jesus. Watered it down, didn't he, Brother A.D.? That watered it down. Oh, it's all right. He'll forgive you. Amen. <laughs> it's all right. You killed him. It's all right. You picked a murderer. And he had, because God was going to kill him anyway. That's kind of the way we sound today. Amen. Mm -hmm. Kind of the way we sound today. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And Peter finished that confrontation with them when they chastised him. Come, don't speak no more in the name of Jesus. And in verse 19, he says, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken to you more than unto God judge you. Boy, he put the ball in their court now. You want me to listen to you? You want me to listen to God? That's the challenge of today. Do we listen to the world or do we listen to God? Do we obey the world or do we obey God? The choice is pretty plain. It's cut and dried. It's pretty simple. And too many people are picking the way of the world and not the way of God. Mm. Amen. Let me move on. I've got to get into my sermon here in a minute. So when this happened, Brother Todd, what did these men do? Did they go off? You know what? They were bold when they were preaching to these people. But it bothered them. It bothered them to be bold. They went back to their people. And they told their people, said, they had threatened us. These people knew what they had done to Jesus. They had threatened us. What do we need to do? Well, they knew the answer to that too. You know why? Because they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They, they had some answers now. Amen. Jesus had ascended. But they had the Spirit of God living in them. And they said, let's pray. So the Bible said they did something that we need to learn to do today. In one accord, they all bowed down. And the Bible says that they bowed down and prayed to the Holy God. Don't tell us what they said. The Bible said the foundation of the building, they said it was shaken. We need to shake the foundation of Lake Country Baptist Church. How do you do that? 
by being in one mind and being on your knees. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. The Bible said that the Holy Ghost fell upon them. They didn't get saved again. They got what they needed, more power. These people were threatening them. They meant business. So he filled them up. And the Bible said that he gave them something they needed that we better have today. You know what that is? Boldness. To go out there and say, I know Jesus to you. Jesus died for you. Did you know that? Jesus rose again from the grave. Did you know that? Did you know the only way to go to heaven is through Jesus? You need a relationship. You need to call on his name. You need to repent. Have you argued that bold? Well, that's what it's going to take. Amen. That's what it's going to take. And so they did that. And I'm going to tell you what, when they got this second dose of the Holy Ghost, that kind of rhymed, don't it? <laughs> Let me tell you what, before they died, they got several doses of the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> you know, they had to. It's the power of God and salvation. It's the power of God to live for Him every day. Living for Him every day takes something out of us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Living life takes something out of us. Seeing death, seeing sickness, seeing things go wrong and wondering why, God, why? That takes something out of us. When you get filled up, though, you don't worry about that no more. You just think about God and how great He is and know He's still in control. Amen. And take everything as it comes. Amen. I got to get to my message. Amen. And so, after all this happened, then they went through this distribution of possession. Ananias and Sapphira, they acted ignorant the church and died for it. And then the Bible says in chapter 5 and verse 12 that many signs and wonders began to take place because they were filled with this new boldness. And where were they preaching? They were preaching. Well, the government, if you will, the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious hypocrites, told them, don't go. Mm -hmm. Listen to me. You know why they went back to the temple? You know why God had them go to the temple? Jesus said it very plain. This is my house. Uh -huh. And it's time that we took his house and gave it back to him and quit calling it our house. Amen. 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 <laughs> Like those people were doing. You're going to preach what I want you to preach. There's preachers hearing that today. You're going to sing the kind of song we want you to sing. You're going to teach what we want you to teach. Amen. Uh -uh. It's time to take the Lord's house and give it back to the Lord. It's His house. Right. He needs to turn over some more tables. Amen. Amen. He needs to flip some more things around and get our attention. Amen. And so they had put them in the slammer. They said, we've had enough of y'all. And this man, i tell you what, they, they put them in the slammer and, and they put them in jail. We'll deal with y'all tomorrow. Well, something happened that night while they were in the jailhouse. It don't even tell us whether they were afraid, whether they were nervous. It don't tell us nothing about how they felt. It didn't matter. They were bold. They were full. Amen. How many times did the Apostle Paul rejoice while he was in jail? 
Hey, man, them insiders remember when they beat them and beat their backs and they were up on the wall with bloody backs. What did they do? They started singing praises to the glory of God. God's God in the jailhouse like he is in the church house. Right. But is he God in your house? That's right. Come on now. And so this angel came, let them go, open the door. The guards were still, the guard didn't see them. And they see the door open close. This is a, this is the supernatural power that only God can do for His people. He gives us things nobody else can see until we let them be known. And so the angel told them. He said, "I want you to go, and I want you to speak to the people, and I want you to tell them all the words of life. Mm-mm-mm. The words of life." What are the words of life? It's all Jesus. He is the bread of life. He is the light of the world. He is the door. He's the good shepherd. He's the resurrection of life. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. He is the true vine. He is the resurrection and the life. Amen. He is life for us. Amen. He is all about it. He died for us. He lived a sinless life. He is the Savior of the world. He rose again. He pours out His Spirit upon us. We must repent and be baptized with the Holy Ghost in fire. All those who call on the name of the Lord, what Peter said, shall be saved. Have you called on the name of the Lord for salvation? There are people here that haven't done that. You better. Amen. You better. Amen. You ain't saved till you do. Amen. That's what He said, dude. Listen. He said, he says, he said, you know, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I'm about ready to close, Brother Sam. I took out 15 minutes. The, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is simple. Your salvation is simple. You want me to simplify it for you in Arkansas terms? You either are or you ain't. Amen. There ain't no in the middle. There ain't no uh, warmth. There ain't no straddle in the fence. There ain't no gray. You either are or you ain't. You either hot or you're cold. Now let me ask you a question. If you're not hot, what are you? You ain't lukewarm. You're cold. <coughs> lukewarm has a consequence. Jesus gave it to us. You know what he said? I'm going to spray you out of my mouth. I don't want you that way. We have a lukewarm church. Lukewarm <coughs> people everywhere. And that's why there's not more people saved than there are. Mm-hmm. Oh, God Amen. help us. Let me finish. i got to finish. So they went. They did exactly what that angel told them to do. They didn't go run and hide. They didn't do any of that stuff. Let me read you first what John will later write. First John chapter 5, verse 11 and 12. This is the simplicity of the gospel. And this is the record that God hath given us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. It ain't nowhere else. Now listen to this. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son hath not life. You either are or you ain't. That's what John just said. Amen. And the Apostle Paul would later in the the book of Acts write this, Acts 17, 28. For in him, and this was a poem, and I think somebody brought this up this past week, uh, some one of you men. 
In him we live and move and have our being. Came from a poet, pretty wide poet, wasn't it? And it applied to, Paul applied it to Jesus Christ. The words of life that we need. The prison is shut up. The guards are still there. But the cell was empty. Because God had moved those people. And they were easy to find. I love that part when they were wanting to put out an APB. Where'd they go? We got to find them. They're troublemakers. They're probably out there converting people again. Let's go find them. Sick out the guard. Put an APB out on these people. We got to find these people. The man walks in and says, Those people y'all looking for, they're right out there preaching in the name of Jesus right now. God help us not to run and hide from a government or from a people Amen. that don't want to hear. But to stand in the name of Jesus with all boldness and proclaim the words of life to a lost people and tell them who Jesus Christ is. Amen. And to let them know without Him you ain't going to make it. Repent and be baptized and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you will be saved. That's our message. That's the word of life. And then live for Him. You're empowered to. Claim that power. Ask for that boldness. Ask to be refilled. Ask that. Listen to me. Before I stepped out of those doors right there one ago, that was the last time I said, the Lord, fill me, God, again. Fill me up. And let me preach. The word of truth. The words of life to this congregation today. You be the judge. Did God grant my wish? Would you stand? Words of life. Please bow your head and close your eyes. I don't know whether this message was powerful to you or not. As I studied this message, it was of the utmost powerful to me. It explains things that we need to know. It gives us the way, the words. Shows us that regardless of whether the world don't like it or not, we still have to proclaim Jesus. These altars are open. Maybe you need salvation today. Would you come and let the Lord Jesus Christ save you and fill you with His Spirit? Would you do that? Would you repent? You ain't going to heaven until you do. You're going to live a miserable life. Some of you sitting there saying, boy, if I can just get out of here. I won't have to hear these words. These altars are open. Maybe you're here today. And you need to feel bold. You need some power. You need something from Jesus so you can live your life so others can see Him in you. Praise God.
Lord, Lord, to heal her, to cleanse her from this illness that has overtaken her. God, even in the midst of that, she still loves you. She's going to come to church with other people that don't feel happy with you.
we uh, sit down, uh, Pat, uh, could y'all bring your mother up here? <coughs> Pam, Pat and Pam, bring Miss Kay up here. We've had others that we prayed for. Miss Kay is going through a lot right now. A lot of unknowns. Okay. We need to lay hands on her too. <clears throat> and any of these others that they that need more prayer, if you can come up here, we'll lay hands on you. We'll pray for you. That's what you desire. Would you please come up here and let's pray for, for these that need prayer? Y'all prayer works. Amen. You've got to be bold with it, like me, but it works. Amen. Now, I, I, I love all y'all to death. I really do. And uh, this sweet lady right here has been here just about as long as I have now. Maybe longer. Yeah, she joined the church for years. The preacher. I wasn't even a preacher when this woman joined this church. <laughs> well, a lot of y'all have that title. But let me tell you what I've seen from this woman. The kindest, sweetest, Praise God. Mm -hmm. Most gentle soul. Mm -hmm. I know. Mm -hmm. She's a servant's servant. Amen. Our Lord said, if you want to be great in my kingdom, you'll be servant to all. Amen. You know what that means? Mm -hmm. You're great in his kingdom. <laughs> You're great in ours. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Got some a lot of stuff she you want to fix and go through. Bless the Lord. Okay, she told me I can tell you, I've been refraining. She has cancer in her liver. Oh. A very bad place to have. Yep. They don't know the extent of it. They don't know how much it is, but all they can do is remove it if they can. They told her she may not even be a candidate for surgery. Oh. So we, she's got a lot on her plate right now. We will like, be done. Like a trooper. <clears throat> we flew all night, came in, and we got to take, get up here and lay hands on it. And that's what we did. And that's what we're doing now. So let's pray for Sister Catherine. Father God, in your holy name, in the name of Jesus Christ, we lift up our Sister Catherine. We lift up all these others that have come this morning to be prayed for. We pray, God, in your holy name, God, that the power of the Holy Spirit would fall on this place. That today, in this little church, you would become the great physician. That, Lord, today, you would just show out a little bit for That we would know, God, that you care. We know you love us. God, we want your will be done. Oh, God, touch her. Touch them all, God, in the holy name of Jesus, God. May your will be done, God. Grant that to us today. Grant that to these women today. Grant that to Sister Kay in the days to come. But God, we don't want to interfere with your will. We know, God, that there's some things we ask for we just don't get. But God, we believe you. So we ask in faith, God, believing in you. And pray to God that you would heal Amen. people today. And we're going to give you praise. 
In Jesus' name. Thank you. Before y'all leave, I'm, I'm going to be, I know you don't want to. Uh, this, this is our, our grandson, Luke, and he's leaving in the morning to go to the Air Force. Now, he, he expressly forbid me to get him up here because he's already up there. Granny said, I could hold him. We're supposed to be proud of him. I can't pass up there. That's going to give us two airmen in the, in the family. Hopefully, they'll send you a mile. Oh, yeah, we got three. We, we got a married couple. To, yeah, I forgot about it. We, we just, our family just keeps growing. God keeps growing. Praise God for it. God, I love you. Leave here with this beautiful spirit. Amen. Let's go out this door filled with the Holy Ghost and boldness. Because we have something the world needs. The wonderful word Amen. of life. Because we know Jesus. Amen. I love y'all so much. Praise God. God bless you. You just can't live without deliverance. Praise the Lord, everyone. Thank you uh, for your testimonies tonight, for the kind words. And uh, we serve a we serve a great and awesome God. And uh, and and now we got to learn to listen to Him. Amen. If anybody knows what's going on now, knows what we need to do is Him. Amen. He knows all of it. He knows what we need to do, where we need to be, who we need to speak to, and what we need to say when we get there. And our part is to know Him well enough to know that. Amen. And know know what he wants us to say, and, and it's pretty simple uh, what the Lord wants us to say from uh, our study this morning when that angel uh, released them from that uh, that jail. Uh, he he made this simple remark. He said, "Go and speak to the people all the words of life." Amen. And and what are the words of life? Every word Jesus Christ said is the words of life. Amen. Everything that he said in his word are the words of life. Uh, when when I, I was studying this, and I kept thinking about uh, the the song "The Wonderful Words of Life," and uh, we we sung that old song time and time again. And, and uh, as as I got prepared for tonight, I did this a, a, a while back. Uh, I got to thinking about them old songs, so I got a hymn book out, and I went to looking at these old songs that we sing. And, and I'm gonna be honest with you, the hymns have always been my favorite, and they always will be. Amen. I love the old hymns. They have a spiritual, scriptural meaning. They speak from the heart of Christian people who wrote these words, and they some of them were going through some of the most awful times in their lives, and they wrote these songs to comfort themselves. Somebody put music to them, and now they comfort us today. And I'm glad for that. These old songs are, are wonderful, and uh, and a, a lot of people. Uh, uh, churches today want to get away from those things. I don't know why, but it, it, it's almost like, well, that's something my grandpa and my granny used to do. And when I just, we want to make our own mark. Well, you know what? The Lord Jesus Christ made a mark for us a long time. Amen. Amen. And we don't got a, a right to change anything. He stepped into motion. And so that's what we don't need to ever try to do. All right, that's the scripture readers tonight. If I can get some volunteers to, uh, uh, Rick, I saw your hand go up first. I want you to do a read for me. Uh, John chapter 6, verses 60 through 69. Jeremiah, I see you. Uh, I need you to uh, look up uh, 1 Corinthians 
uh, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25 of Sister Vicki, Romans 5, 20 and 21, and I think I saw somebody else's hand right there, Brother Don, uh, 1 Peter uh, 1, 18 through 25. Some of these uh, scriptures are going to be a little bit lengthy uh, tonight, and uh, we're going to, I'll try to narrow it down and, and not just... Uh, just uh, beat you to death with the with the all of it because we don't, we really don't have that much time to do that. But there's some things in these scriptures that I think that uh, that we really <coughs> need to look at. Some things that uh, the Lord really wants to show us from these scriptures. And, and I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, the 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 scriptures that I came up with are scriptures that uh, were in these hymns that I looked at. And the one that, uh, the first one I looked at, the wonderful word of life, listen to this, uh, I believe this is the second stanza, I don't think it's the first uh, verse, but it says, words of life and beauty, teach me faith and duty, all so freely given, wooing us toward heaven. <clears throat> Jesus, only Savior, sanctify forever, beautiful words, wonderful words, Wonderful words of life. Isn't that beautiful? That, that is just a, a beautiful old song that's got that four, four verses in it, and every one of them are equally beautiful. And every one of them end with that same chorus about the beautiful words of life that the Lord has given us. So, Brother Rick, with that in mind, would you read for me uh, John chapter 6, verses 60 through 69, please? Therefore, when many of his disciples heard this, they said, This teaching is hard. Who can accept it? Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were complaining about this, asked them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to observe the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? The Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. But there are some among you who don't believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning as those who did not believe in the one who, who would betray him. He said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted to him by the Father. From that moment on, many of his disciples turned back and no longer accompanied him. So Jesus said to the twelve, You, you don't want to go away too, do you? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom will we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Amen. Amen. You know, when you look at that, you, it, when you realize what the, the Lord was talking about and why these people left Him, it's because that Jesus was teaching them something they didn't want to hear. Amen. The words that Jesus was teaching them prior to, to what He read right here, He was saying that we need to eat His flesh. Amen. That's what he said in verse 53. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will have no life in you. And when they heard that, that's something they did not want to hear. And you know, and, and, uh, and, and I think it's, uh, there's a place, I don't remember where it's Hebrews, First Corinthians, I think it's in Hebrews, where it talks about uh, that, uh, that there's a, uh, it, it, it gives the appearance, I think, that uh, that you can lose your salvation. And the wording that's used in that is the word taste, not eat. 
And so if you simply taste the Christ and don't eat him, you don't get what you need. Amen. And so when when uh, when when he finished what he was wanting to tell them, uh, and he kept on talking about eating my flesh and drinking my blood, my flesh is meat indeed, my blood is drink indeed, he that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. He's trying to tell us we need to consume him. We need to be consumed by him, but we also need to consume him. That's the abiding presence in us. It's like we take food in, we eat it, we, die, we, we draw from it. And that's the same thing he's trying to relate to these people, and they took it all the wrong way. And a lot of them that was following him, now let me tell you, they weren't following him because he was the Messiah. They were following him because of the miracles that he performed. They were following him for what they could get out of him, not for what he could give them. There's a difference between following Jesus Christ because you love him and following Jesus Christ because you love what he's going to do for you. Amen? Do you see that difference? It's like, it's like having people in your life that as long as you're giving them money, buying them things, boy, they're right there, but you stop that, man, they're through with you. You ever had friends like that? Amen. And so that's what he's talking about here. And when these people heard these words and heard what he expected them to do, with him and for him and by him, uh, we've had enough of him. We got to get away from this. This is not what we want to hear. Amen. And so, look at verse sixty-three that uh, of what uh, Rick uh, read to you. He he looked at his disciples and that, uh, and he saw that they were murmuring amongst themselves. God don't like murmuring, by the way. Yeah, we we're studying that on Wednesday nights about the murmuring. He ain't never liked it, and he still don't like murmuring. So don't do that. Don't. Yeah. You sit down and you hear the preacher say something and everybody looking around. God don't like that. You got something to say, say it. Amen. If, if we can hash it out if you'll say it, but we can't do nothing but you keep it all in your, uh, under your own hat. He don't, he don't need that. It's nothing that it gets accomplished or disciples. And he, he, look at the question he asked him. Well, does this offend you? That's a pretty good question. Let me ask you a question. Do the words of God offend you? It does a lot of people. Matter of fact, you know what people do when the word of God offends them? They'll say, that ain't what that means. Amen? That ain't, that, that ain't the God I know. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. And, and the problem with that is you're trying to mold him into what you want him to be. And you're trying to make him say what you want him to say. You want to hear the part you want to hear, and you want to disregard the part you don't want to hear. Because see, the word of God is hard. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not easy. Because the word of God gets us to do things that's contrary to our nature as a human being. The word of God says, "Be humble." We don't want to be humble. The Word of God says repent. We don't want to do that. The Word of God says tell them you're sorry. No, I don't want to. The Word of God says don't punch somebody. But I want to. The Word of God says be angry and don't sin. But I want to cuss a lot when I get mad. Mm, don't we? Come on. Yep. <laughs> we in church now, ain't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're in church right now. 
And he said, look to them, he said, does this offend you? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. That stuff I just named, does that offend you sometimes? It does me. I'm going to be honest with you. There's sometimes I read in the Word of God and I say, man, what did he write that for? <laughs> and I'm with you minded if you do it that way. But when you read it and say, I ain't doing that, now he's got a problem with you. Just like he had a problem with them that walked away. Yeah. We ain't doing this. And they left. His disciples was murmuring, but they didn't leave. That's a good sign. And he wanted to ask him this question. Does this offend you? What if you shall see the Son of Man ascending where, uh, uh, up where he was before he was telling them, this might offend you, but you're going to get to see me go back up in the glory. And they did. Not at that point, but when he died, when he resurrected, and when he went up in the glory, they were standing there gazing. Oh my, oh my. That's what he told them. You're going to get to see that. You're going to get to see that. And look at what he says in verse 63. It's very key here. He says, he says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. And then look at this. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are what? Life. Life. And that's what Peter was preaching about. When, he, when, he, when the angel told Peter the, and John these words, Peter understood exactly because the Holy Spirit brought this back to his mind. The Lord's words are life. He told me, he told me himself that they're life. And, my, and this angel just told me to go into the temple and teach the people about the words of life. I know what they are. Isn't that cool? Ain't that cool that the Bible shows us these things? And then when, and I love what Peter would say later on in uh, verse 68 when he says this, Simon Peter, he would look at verse 66 though first. He said, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Mm -hmm. Boy, let me tell you something. Don't you know, in the judgment day, they're going to regret this day. Mm -hmm. Like they've never regretted nothing in their whole lives. They're going to regret this day. And so, he, that's what they said. They, they walked no more with him. And then he said to the twelve, will you go away also? He asked him another question. The first one was, does this offend you? And will you go away because of it? That's a question we have to ask ourselves and answer for ourselves all the time as we walk in Jesus Christ. As we abide in Him and He abides in us. It's important to the Lord to, uh, for you to know what you believe in. Amen? Because Jesus said that we must believe in Him how? As the Scripture has said. Why? Because they are the words of life. It's important what you believe in, what you know, and how much scripture you know. We need to know the word of God. Amen. Especially the words of Christ. And, he, and Simon Peter looked at him and he said, Lord, to whom would we go? I like that. Peter had no inclination, no desire to walk away from Jesus Christ. He'd seen way too much. Amen. He knew. He was looking at something special. Where would we go? And look at the reason he gives him. Look at that. He said, Thou hast the words of eternal life. Peter was going to get to preach that. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
He was going. He, we read it this morning where he preached that very thing. Something that he knew. <coughs> Amen. Hallelujah. This is beautiful stuff right here. And so this is what, what, what we see from the Word. The wonderful words of life. That the words that Jesus speak. They, the words that I speak unto you. They are spirit. And they are life. Amen. That means they're true and they're holy. And they listen to me. And we can't change them. We don't get to change them. As much as we want to. No. The world's trying to do that. There's actually preachers trying to do that. To compensate for crowds. They want crowds. They want people. Look, I want people too. But I want genuinely saved people. I want people to know they're saved. I don't want them to just think they are. I want them to understand it because Jesus made it plain to his disciples, this ain't going to be easy. They, they, they torment me, they persecute me, and they're going to do it to you because you ain't no better than I am. So he let them know up front, it ain't going to be easy. Living for the Lord is not easy, and it cannot be done unless you are filled with the Spirit. Because that's the power. That's the power that we get. And when we get filled with the Spirit, then we must know the words of God because the Spirit helps us to understand, know, and read, and use, and remember the words of God. That's what Christ taught them about the Comforter. That's the thing that he would do. Also, the Comforter convicts us of our sins, tells us when we do wrong, and then the Word of God comes back, what do you do? He told us what to do. We confess our sins. Bring it before him, and he will forgive us for that sin. That's what this is all about. It's about obedience to the word of God through the spirit of God, through the knowledge of God. Amen? All of that goes hand in hand. Remember in the Old Testament, the Bible says repeatedly from the Old Testament prophets, Israel was destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. Knowledge of what? Of the word of God, of knowing who Yahweh was. And what he expected of them. Amen. That's what destroyed them. Their, their desire to not obey the commandments of God. The world got in their eyes. Amen. The world gets in our eyes too, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It does. It gets in our eyes. We start seeing things that we want. And we strive to get those things. And sometimes... We'll, we'll put everything on the back burner until we achieve what we're wanting to do in this life. And the Lord says, I don't go on the back burner. Amen. I don't mind you having a goal. I don't mind you striving for this, but put me first and I'll give it to you. Amen. Amen. And that's something about God. And if he don't give it to you, it's because he don't want you to have it and he's got something better for you. Amen. This is good stuff right here. The words that I'm speaking to you, they are spirit and they are alive. Now, when you when you think about these, these uh, uh, this is the next song that I looked at uh, was uh, was uh, at the cross. When you think about the wonderful words of life, and you think about the words of Christ, you you've got to realize that in order for us to know them, understand them, and receive them, he had to go somewhere, didn't he? He had to hang on the cross. He, he, in this Gospel of John, he's on a journey. He's on a mission. You know where he's going? He, through the whole book, he's going to Jerusalem to hang on the cross. That's where he's going for. Told him time and time again, and 
the Lord wouldn't let God wouldn't let them understand it because He knew they'd try to prevent Him from going there, and He didn't want any interference. He had to go. That's what He came for. And and one of the the uh, the uh, verses in this uh, this uh, at the cross is uh, is was it for crimes that I have done? He groaned upon the tree. Yeah, yeah. That's what He was there for. Amen. Amazing pity. Grace unknown and love beyond degree. We can't understand how can you love us so much that he did what he did for us. Amen. Amen. And I'm glad for that, aren't you? Yeah. I'm glad that he went to the cross. I hate that Jesus died, but I know he didn't stay that way. That's right. Amen. And he knew he wasn't going to stay that way, too. Remember what he said in, in the book of John? He said, the Lord, my father has given me my life to give. And I give it of my own self. And he gave me the power to take it again. He knew that. He knew that. But he had to hang on that cross. He had to be humiliated. You know, we see pictures of him hanging on the cross and he's always kind of covered up. You know why? Because they don't want an X-rated picture. Christ was naked on the cross. Yeah, right. Christ was fully humiliated on the cross. Yeah. They looked at him, every part of his body was naked and bare while he hung there. Right. They tore his clothes up at the foot of the cross, all except the only thing he had worth a penny was that seamless jacket his mother had made for him. And he hung there that way. Amen. And so when we look at, at this, and, and remember that that uh, the words of life that we have to share always has to go by way of the cross. Amen? Always has to include the way of the cross. Uh, Jeremiah, you get 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Would you read that for me, please? <clears throat> for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto which are saved is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of the world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. If pleased God by the foolishness of the preaching to save them, they believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, and a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto <coughs> them which are called, both Jews, Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because of the foolishness of God, is wiser than man, and the weakest of God is stronger than man. Amen. So we look at this, this cross, and, and instead of going to where Christ actually hung on the cross, we, we want to look at the teachings that Paul uh, learned after he was saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. And he, he had, uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul Galatians tells us that, that uh, when, when he was uh, uh, saved and baptized, and he left, he didn't go back to Jerusalem, he didn't go back to the Apostles. He, he had to get himself ready because everything Paul had ever been taught, everything Paul had ever been taught, everything that he knew, 
was wrong. It was all wrong. So the Bible says that he went out into the desert, into the wilderness, in, in the Arabia region, and he stayed there three years. Three years. Three whole, what was he doing? He was learning the word of God. He was learning about who Jesus Christ was. I don't know how many scrolls he had with him because they didn't have the book like we got. It hadn't all been written yet. I don't know if we had any gospels. I don't know. But I know one thing he did have. He had those Old Testament prophecies in those writings. And he went back and started looking at them because he had met someone. <coughs> he had met Jesus Christ himself. Woo! That changed everything for him. And he said, I have met this man. I have met him in a supernatural way. And I know he's real. And now I've got to look back on this word. And all this word that I've been taught that he was going to come on a white horse and wearing a crown. And he was going to wear the crown of David, uh, uh, the, the throne of David. And he was going to rescue all the Israelites. And we're going to rule the world again. i got to get what, what went wrong. And then he started to study in the word of God. But there was a difference between what he studied now and what he studied under Galileo. You know what it was? He's filled with the Holy Ghost. He's filled with the, the Word, the truth. He's filled with the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is going to help him understand the words of life that are prescribed in the Old Testament about who Jesus Christ is. Amen? And he figured out from all of that what he's telling the Corinthians right here. Look at this. He said, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. And he understood that. You know why? Because he had experienced that and lived it that way. He was, when the Lord saved him, he had a letter. He was going to go to, uh, where, uh, uh, where was he headed? Uh, Damascus. Damascus. He was headed to Damascus, whatever he got. Saying about the Lord. Damascus. He was headed to Damascus to, to persecute Christians and have them put in jail. Mm -hmm. What is that? When he met Jesus. That letter went away. Amen. That letter went away. <coughs> Amen. He got and totally reprogrammed. He got totally reprogrammed, <laughs> and it took the Spirit to do that. But you know what? He was led blind yeah. to Ananias uh -huh. before he was ever filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And I prayed for him, and the scales fell off his eyes, and he was he, he was baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, and he ate, and immediately the Bible said he started preaching Jesus Christ. Amen. So he's telling the Corinthians, he said, I know what it meant when you hear about Jesus on the cross. You think it's stupid. It's foolishness. Why would anybody do that? But he says, unto me and to us who are saved. Oh, wow. It's the power of God, he said. The power of God because Christ died on the cross. And look down in verse 23. He says, but now we preach. This is what we preachers are supposed to be preaching today. He says, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks Christ the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Amen. And then he goes on. You know what I mean? You believe? You better believe God because it says his weakness is stronger than men. That's right. Amen. 
it, it says his foolishness is wiser than men and his weakness is stronger than any man. Listen, when you choose God, you choose the winner. He ain't going to lose. Hey, that's God, isn't it? Amen. And so this is what you have to do. You have to go to the cross, see the power of the cross, and the power of the resurrection that would not have come had he not died on the cross. Amen. It's all hand in hand. It's all God. It's all part of God's plan. All right. Any questions so far? I was going to go to the next the song that I looked at was the grace. Now I really wanted to do Amazing Grace, but right across the page from it was a song called Marvelous Grace. And in that song, this is one of the, the uh, verses that I picked out. Listen to it. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord. Grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured, there with the lamp, blood of the lamb was spilt. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? These people that wrote these words had insight. They understood the word and the wisdom and the power of the word of God. And they wrote it in their songs. This, this stuff we listen to now, oh, I'm going to get in trouble now, ain't These people that write these songs today just wish they knew something about these things. It's just always repetitive over and over. They get one line and run with it for 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm sitting there with a slam out. It's easy to learn their songs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything against the, the new songs that, that worship and praise and it's got the message to it like these songs do. They've got a message to it. Every song needs a message and it needs to be the, the glorification of Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't have that, we don't need to listen to it. Amen. You know, Brother Gary, you won't see any tears <coughs> shed when they're singing those praise songs that just says the same words over and over and over and over and over. But you will see tears shed singing some of these old hymns because they relate to them. That's right. Amen. Vicki, you got Romans chapter 5. Could you read that for me, please? 20 and 21. Yes, ma'am. For over the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned us unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness into eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thus the law entered that the offense might abound. Paul had studied the law. He knew the law inside and out. He was still living by the law when Jesus Christ saved his soul. But he also noticed something about the law that he learned after the Lord saved him. The law would bring, would would point you at the offense, but it had no cure for it. Amen. Because see, even in Paul's day, in the Old Testament prophets, in the latter years, in Malachi and others, you know what the Lord had told those prophets? That the, the blood of bulls and goats not, didn't mean nothing to him anymore. Because they had taken this stuff and made a business out of it. And it was not working anymore. Paul knew that. And that's the reason he could say that the law entered that the offense might abound. Amen? That you might see the, 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 the sin. But where sin abounded, he says now, grace much more abounds. Amen? That sin hath reigned unto death. 
Even so, my grace reigned through righteousness. Look at what it says. What does grace give you? Eternal life. How? Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Paul was so glad he learned this lesson. He learned that grace trumped the law. Paul was following the law thinking that's right going to Damascus. Yeah. He was he wasn't doing it for fun. He thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. That's right. He did think he was doing the right thing. They felt righteous because they they represented God. They were on mission for God. God didn't send them on it, but that's what they called themselves to. Because they misinterpreted every bit of the scripture. They they missed Christ when he came. And when Christ came and said, I'm equal with God, I came from God. I'm the son of God. I'm the son of man. I was sent from heaven. They didn't like that one little bit because he didn't, he didn't fit the mold. He didn't look like what they were looking for because they missed it all completely. Y'all have to be careful. Even today in the New Testament days that we don't miss the mark and start looking for things and get it all wrong. That's why I tell people all the time they, they, they want us to assume what, what the scripture says and what it's going to look like when it gets here. Well, you know what? It usually don't look nothing like you think it's going to. Oh, you can look through the scripture. When prophecy began to be fulfilled, it didn't look nothing like you thought it was going to. Amen. Jesus Christ quoted scripture after scripture after scripture out of the Psalms. And I've told y'all this before. You'd be reading along, you can read them Psalms, and just don't say nothing to you. But Jesus said, He found what it meant. He'll tell you in the scripture, this is this is what was written about me. Amen. This, this was by me. One that Peter preached out of Psalm 16 this morning. You'd think it's all talking about David because David's the one saying that he wasn't talking about himself. He's talking about Jesus Christ that was going to come from him. Amen? Amen. That's who he was talking He wasn't talking about himself. And Peter went on and said, you know where David's at right now? He's in the grave. His body's decayed in the grave right now. He wasn't talking about himself because that one he was talking about said his body was not going to see corruption. Amen. And that's Jesus. Because he wasn't in the ground long enough. Amen. His body didn't see corruption. And listen to me. In the resurrection, we might be dead a thousand, we might be dead a million years. I don't know how long we'll be dead when the resurrection takes place. When the Lord comes back and takes his his saved of the earth. I don't know, but I tell you this, before you step one foot in glory, you're not going to be corrupted anymore. Amen. Amen. If you were dirt, you're going to be a human standing there. If, you're, if you were all swollen, you're going to be a human. If a fish ate you, he got to give you up. Amen. People ask me all the time, well, well, what about, what do you call it when you burn somebody? Cremation. cremation. What about cremation? That don't make the Lord no difference. Amen. If he put dust together, he can put them ashes back together. Amen. That ain't, that ain't nothing to him. He's a creator. Amen. He's going to put us back together, and we're not going to look nothing like that. We're not going to be corrupted when we step into glory. We're going to be like Jesus, and we're going to have a glorified body, a perfect body, a healthy body, a good body. That ain't even going to be a cavity in your mouth. And if you got false teeth, they're going to be brand new and put in there. They ain't going to be false either. They ain't going to be anybody. Connie ain't going to have no hair. 
because they all going to be bald up there. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. There's nothing in that's going to be that is going to cause division or vanity. We're going to be perfected because it can't enter in. That's what Jesus did for us. That's what the resurrection did for us. It gave us those beautiful, beautiful things. Why? Because of God's amazing grace. For by grace are you saved through faith. Not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Amen. Amen. These people, when they get in the book of Acts, when they in the, when the last encounter they had with Christ, the last thing he told them to do, he said, go into the city and you tarry there until you receive what? The promise of the Father. The Holy Spirit of God. You don't make a move. You don't do nothing till you receive that. We got to have that today. We must receive that today. We must have that today. To know or to understand any of what we're talking about right now. Much less to live it. Amen. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Aren't you glad for the amazing grace of God? Hallelujah. All right, one more. The next song I got, I had to think very long and hard about this. How do you talk about the word of life and the wonderful things that God did for us and Christ did for us without talking about the blood of Christ? The precious blood. That's why he was called the Lamb of God. Because he was about to shed all of his blood as he died for us. Every drop of his blood. What was left over when he died, they took a spear and punched him in the rib cage, and the water and the blood poured out, all of it. What was left ran out of him. There was nothing <coughs> left for him to give for us. It was gone. He gave it all. Amen? And so I, I thought, uh, redeemed. This song, redeemed. I thought about all you washed in the blood and all the other blood songs that we love so good, but I got to thinking, the Bible says that we are redeemed now by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So I slapped down this old song, redeemed. How I love to proclaim it. Do you love to proclaim your redemption? Amen. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Doesn't it? Amen. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be saying so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It says, redeemed. How I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by what? By the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Redeemed through His infinite mercy, His child, and forever. Amen. By the blood of Christ. I'm washing that blood. Amen. What does that blood do for you? Don't turn the red, turn it white. Amen. White as snow. That's where the forgiveness comes from. Amen. All from Jesus Christ. Who's got First Peter? Uh, Brother Don? For yeah. as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations received by tradition uh, from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as the lamb without blemish and without spot, who barely was ordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last times for you, who by him do believe, believe in God, 
that raised him from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing ye have purified your souls and obeyed the truth through the Spirit and to unforged love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower uh, therefore falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever, and this is the word by which, which by the gospel is preached to you. Amen. Amen. Well, Peter, Peter was still nailing it when he wrote this letter. Amen. And, and he wanted everybody to know you have not been you have not been redeemed by anything man made. You've not been redeemed by anything you have acquired. You have not been redeemed by anything you can purchase or what you can dig up out of the ground. It's not about gold. It's not about money. It's not about works. It's not about it. But you are redeemed by one thing and one thing only. Amen. Lord, the world didn't hear this. Only by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what he said. Only by the blood of Jesus Christ. You have received what you need from him. But the precious blood of Christ, he says, as a lamb without blemish and without spot. And the Bible says he went on to tell us that how, how long had this been in the mind of God? Before the foundation of the world. Before the world was created, this was the plan of God for a world that wasn't even here yet. Don't you tell me God ain't smart. That's right. Don't you tell me God ain't got a plan. Don't you tell me God ain't in control. How many millions of years have gone by since the creation of the world and this day right here? Yeah. <coughs> before Christ came. And it was all in the mind of God before that. Christ was there before that. Amen? You remember what Jesus Christ told his disciples? I'm going to go back and I'm going to regain the former glory I had with my father. Woohoo! He's going to go back where he came from. He's still there. And let, listen to me. He's going to take us there. Amen. He's going to take us there. And he said that. For the, the, the precious, by the precious blood of Jesus, it was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest for you in these last days. God's still manifest. You know when the last day started? When the church was formed. Amen. The Gentile church was formed. The church of Jesus Christ was formed. That was the beginning of the end time. How long is it going to be? I don't have a clue. But I know one thing, one of these days, at God's own discretion, He's going to say, enough. And it's over. And when that happens, we're going to get out of here. Amen. And whatever we've done here, whatever we've done without here, whatever that we wanted but we didn't because we loved Him more, we're going to be worth it. Amen. It's all going to be worth it when we're there. Me and Anita just got to go to a beautiful place. I got to see some of the pictures that was put on there yeah. that we took. Not all of them, but some of them. It's all beautiful. It's going, that place is going to look like a garbage dump, A.D. Amen. We're going to be sad to be in a place like that. 
if we're in the new world, new earth. Amen. It's going to be so much more beautiful than this, than what we can imagine. And he says, and he says, it was all in the plan of God, all the foundation of earth, who by him do believe in God, talking about Jesus, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. We go full circle. The Lord God Himself, the Father, draws us to the Son. We come to the Son. He forgives us, fills us with the Spirit. And the Spirit leads us right back to the Son, who leads us right back to the Father. Amen. Jesus Christ is our priest. He's our friend. He's our advocate. He is everything we need. He's our lawyer, our attorney. He's got it all in his hand. And as long as we abide in him and he abides in us, we got a place there. We have a reservation in glory. Do you have more today? Do you have your reservation? Is he waiting on you? Are you living for him like he wants you to? Do you know him the way you're supposed to? Do you know the word? I tell you what, I study and study and study and study and study and I look back and I think I gotta go back and study this again and you can't get it all. But he don't ask us to get it all. He just says keep studying it, amen. And the more you study, guess what? The more he shows you. The more he reveals to you about who he is. You know why? Because he wants you to know who he is. And there ain't no other way to do it except that way right there. I'm fixing to close. And he says, he tells us in the, in the last few verses of that chapter, he said, being born again. You're born again. Amen. You, <coughs> let me read some more. See, you have purified your souls and obeyed the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren See that you love one another with a pure heart <laughs> fervently. That command that Jesus kept giving over and over, you've got to love one another. By this all men know you're my disciples. You love one another. If you love me, keep my commandments. He repeats this. And he says you've got to love one another. How? Fervently. Amen. That's why we get to put up one another. We've got to love one another. Amen. And he said, being born again. You can't do it without being born again. That's what he told Nicodemus. But not of corruptible or incorruptible, but by, look at this, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Now that sounds like, well, okay, all I got to do is eat the Bible. No, that's the reason the Bible says the word, Jesus Christ, became the word and became flesh. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld the only begotten of the Father for the grace and glory. That's Him. He is the Word that is in us. Amen. Amen. In verse 25, because He tells us then our life is short. It's like grass. All the glory of man is a flower of grass. The grass withered and the flower fadeth away. In eternity, we're just a little blip in, in, the, in the time. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Amen. The Bible says in Revelation, three by record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Spirit. It ain't going away. This word ain't going nowhere. Ain't no man gonna be able to destroy it. And when you get to heaven, guess where the word is? It's there too. <coughs> Amen. It's the word of God. Amen. Forever. 
And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Amen. Don't ever sit under the ministry of a preacher that won't preach the truth of the word of God. Amen. Whether you hear or you hold me accountable to that, I need to be held accountable. If I get off, stray off and start telling y'all it's okay to sin, run me off. You need this time for another preacher. Amen. Don't sit under nobody's ministry that tells you the sin's okay. It's not. Amen. We preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen. And we're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. We just thank you. <clears throat> Maybe you're here tonight and, and you just you just want more. Not about whether you're saved, and if you're not saved, please come. But it's not about that. If if you're a child of God, if you're a Christian, you ought to desire and want to know more about him. Come and ask him. Come and talk to him. Come and tell him what you want. Tell him who you are. He knows that. He likes for us to talk to him humbly. Cry to him. Seek him. That's our God. I'm glad he's that way, aren't you? Amen. I'm glad I don't have to hunt him down and run him down. He's always there. Always there. Waiting on us to make up our mind what we want to do and what we want to believe about Him. We need to make sure, though, that we ask Him to show us truth and not let us devise our own schemes and our own ideas about who He is. His Word's here, and it's all in there what we need to know. And you need the Holy Spirit to figure it out can't do it without that. Born again. That's what he's talking about.
God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. And I just pray that you take the, the, the word today and you leave here with it tonight and keep it with you. Chew on it all week. Amen. 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 What a God we serve. Amen. Amen. I know the Lord's going to go with you. He said he would. He said, I'm going to leave with you. I'm going to stay with you. I'm not going to leave you. And Troy, I got tickled when you said a while ago that you, 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 the Lord showed you, well, you invite me into your stinky old dirty truck, and you come on to my house. Amen. <laughs> I said, your stinky truck, bring your stinky self into my house. Amen. Amen. I, I, I thought about the times that I left that stinking paper mill. And man, when you come into the church house and you smell like that funky place, everybody turn around and look at you. But you're there. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's have a word of prayer. Brother Rick, would you dismiss it, please? Now, Father, thank you for this day of goodness, Lord. One more day we can <coughs> glorify you, Lord. I just pray that we take all these words that we heard this morning and tonight, Lord, that we take it to the world and not just keep it to ourselves, Lord. Lord, help us to further your kingdom, Lord. Lord, I pray that if there's any sins that are in our life, I pray that you remove them, Lord. If there's anything in our heart, soul, and mind that's not pleasing to you, Lord, I pray that you remove them, Lord, and fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, let our light shine like never before. Keep us safe so we may come back. If we're able to make it, make it Wednesday Bible study. If not, come back Sunday and worship you and glorify you some more, Lord. Lord, watch over us and keep us safe, Lord. In precious and holy name I pray. Amen. Amen, Amen. brother. Thank you.